Hi, I'm Evangelist Felicia. Thank you for tuning in to the A Light for Christ podcast. I do hope today's message, How to Walk in Peace, will be uplifting at a time when our lives seem so out of sorts. Yes, we can be clothed in God's peace, even in the midst of the current chaos and trials we are witnessing all around us. How is that possible, you ask? Take a moment to take a listen and be blessed. The scripture reading for today will be found in the book of Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. With so many things going on around us, it's so important for us to be able to know how to walk in peace. And that almost seems unrealistic in the world that we're in today. How can we be able to walk in peace? Well, if we look at verse 4, first of all, it says rejoice in the Lord always. So that means that we always have to find a way to give God praise in any and all situations. It says always. It didn't just say rejoice in the Lord when things are going well. Rejoice when everything looks good. But rejoice in the Lord always. And so that means we still have to somehow find that way to give God honor and praise. Even when he's making known to us things that may seem unpleasant. And so we rejoice in the fact that we're not by ourselves. We might not feel like rejoicing and praising and lifting up our hands in a form of joyous praise, particularly if we've received some bad news, okay? But at the same time, we should rejoice in the fact that whatever it is that we got to go through, we're not going through it by ourselves. That's something to rejoice about. Think of that. Because it says rejoice in the Lord always, and he says, I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. So that means no matter what the circumstances going on around me, I'm still able to somehow have this this gentle spirit. I'm still able to walk in this because I'm able to walk in confidence knowing that I don't walk alone. If we think about that, what a blessing to know that anything in this life that we go through, that we don't have to go through it alone. We don't have to go through it by ourselves. That's something to rejoice about. We're all going to have challenging times. We all are going to have times when we're going to get some news that's not going to be pleasant. We're going to get some news or we're going to have to deal with something. We may have to deal with a medical condition. We may have to deal with family problems. We may have to deal with financial problems. We may have to deal with the loss of a job, whatever the situation may be. 
but we can rejoice in knowing that we may have to go through it, but we don't have to go through it alone. That's something to rejoice about. That's something for us to think about. So he says, the Lord is near. It lets us know that God is always right there. It's we who have to tap into where God is. We have to be able to say, Lord, I want to be where you are. All we have to do is call upon the name of the Lord because the Lord is near. So we can rejoice in the fact that whatever we go through, God is with us and God is forever near. So in other words, he's letting us know rejoice. You're not going through it by yourself. The Lord is near. All you have to do is call upon him. And so then there is no need to be anxious about anything. We don't have to be anxious about anything. We don't have to worry about anything. All we need to do in everything is by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, make our requests known to God. That's all we have to do. We have to just pray and petition to God, petitioning to him saying that we know that he is able to take care of whatever it is that we are going through. Oh yes, God, you can take care of it. It's nothing that gives God more satisfaction is when we pray in confidence back to the Lord about what we know that he's able to do. A lot of times we may not pray about things. We may pray in our mind, or we may feel like, well, God already knows what I'm going through. He already knows I need a job. He already knows that I'm having family problems. He already knows that the bills are due. Why do I need to pray to God and tell him about things that he already knows? Because when we pray back to God, we are exercising our faith and our confidence in his ability to take care of our need. That's why we pray back to him, because it's a relationship. Why would I have to petition to God? What's the point? You petition to God because it's a relationship. And you are showing the Lord that you believe in his ability to bring you out of whatever circumstance that you stand in need of. And so we pray back to him and we pray in adoration. We pray in reverence. We pray in confidence. We say, Lord, I know that you're able to do exceedingly more than I could ever ask or imagine because that's what your word tells me, Lord. Your word tells me that you have cattle on a thousand hills. And so I stand in need, but your word tells me that you are able to provide for my needs according to your riches and glory. See, we're praying God's words right back to him in all things through prayer and thanksgiving, make our requests known before the Lord. That's all we need to do. Some of us aren't getting blessed because we're not talking to God. We need to talk to God, but he stands ready with his arms open to receive us and he hears us. He says, when you seek me, you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. So, oh yes, he hears us. He says he know every hair on our head. Imagine serving the God that we serve that knows every hair on our head. And if he knows that, 
then he knows what our meager needs are here on this earth. And I say meager in comparison to the greatness of our God. He's able to take care of these things. So we don't have to be all burdened and, and all worried and all tied up in knots of what's going on around us. We got to start giving it to God, but giving it to him in confidence. So he tells us, because when we do that, there is a peace there is a peace that will come upon us that will transcend all understanding. And what is that saying? When something transcends all understanding, it means it don't make sense to the natural mind. It just doesn't make sense. How on earth can they have peace? It looks like their whole world is falling apart, but yet they have peace. How is that possible? It's not possible. Oh, yes, it is possible. It's possible with God. He will give us a peace that will transcend all understanding, and it will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. See, we'll have a focus on the Lord. When you talk to God and when you pray your prayers and your petition back to the Lord, you are God-focused. You know where your help comes from. You have a focused mindset. See, the problem with us is, and some of us, the reason why we don't have peace is because we're not focused. We don't have our hearts and our minds guarded in Christ Jesus. That's what it takes to have peace. And then you say, well, I got peace. Now what on earth do I think about? Because peace means you're, you're settled and you got this real just calmness about you. And sometimes when your mind is just kind of calm, you got to make sure that your mind don't start wandering off and you lose your peace. So imagine yourself in this quiet place of peace, in this relaxed mindset of peace. And then all of a sudden, you got to have a thought because the enemy is going to come now and he's going to come and try to disrupt that peace with negative thoughts. Okay. That's why you got to have your heart and your mind guarded in Christ Jesus because Satan is going to come knocking on your door of peace for sure. He's going to come and he's going to give you all type of negative thoughts in your mind. He's going to try to mess up that moment of peace that you have. He's going to try to mess that up. But if you stick with what the word of God says in verse eight, he says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure. Do you see? He's telling us what we should be having our mindset on. If it's negative, we dismiss that thought. We take captive that thought in the name of Jesus Christ. And so we want to think of things that's true. We want to think of things that's noble. In other words, things that's worthy to be thinking about. You don't let your mind drift on things that are not going to be edifying to your soul. Okay? So he's saying whatever is lovely, whatever is excellent, whatever is admirable. I mean, look at the direction that we're getting. And so if I'm in my moment of peace, and the enemy tries to bring me something negative, you can say, oh no, I'm not thinking about that. Because see, my God told me whatever is admirable. And the thought you just gave me in my mind is not admirable. 
So we dismiss that and we take captive that thought in the name of Jesus. And so that's what we do. And he says, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, where we can give God the praise, you want to know sometime what to think about when you're in your moment of peace? Think about all the blessings that God have bestowed upon you. And see, won't you just get yourself caught up in all type of praise and worship for the Lord? It's hard to, to be thinking about the blessings that God has done for you and then still be negative. When I just think about what he did for me and I think about how he kept me, when I think about how he brought me back to my family, how he kept my right mind, I think about how he still gave me a spirit of praise and how I still praise and worship him and I still praise and dance before the Lord. Oh my goodness. I mean, and I'm doing it under my own strength. See, that's praiseworthy, anything that's excellent. I'm thinking about those things. And then he goes on to tell us in verse 9, whatever you have heard, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me. In other words, God is not just giving us these things for them to go in one ear and out the other. We got to apply this thing to our life. This is how we get the victory. We keep the victory by applying the word of God in our lives. So he says, whatever you've learned, whatever you've received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. In other words, always find something in the midst of whatever circumstance that we're in. Find a way to give God the praise. Isn't that something? Think about that. If we could do that, no matter what we were going through, no matter how long we're waiting, no matter how long it seems it's taking God, but we start giving him the praise and we say, well, Lord, I must not have it because it's, it's not the right time, but I know that your timing is perfect. And then we can start thinking about, but I also know, Lord, that your thoughts aren't my thoughts and your ways aren't my ways. So I rejoice in the fact that your wisdom is far superior, Father God. And so then you can still praise the Lord. You can find a way, find a way to praise. I heard one pastor, he had a sermon one time that says, praise your way to victory. That's what we have to do. Sometimes you just got to praise your way to victory. And you do that by getting yourself settled into peace and knowing that God is able to give you a peace that will transcend all understanding. And then you start rejoicing in the Lord. Then you stop being anxious. You start understanding that the Lord is near. You also give God the praise and you start thinking about the goodness of God. You start thinking about where God has brought you from. You start thinking about the lessons you've learned that yes, you can make it. So you start putting it into practice and then you will realize that the peace of God will be with you. The peace of God that transcends all understanding. The peace of God will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and you will find that that ancient spirit, that burdensome, that troubled spirit will be under submission and you will be able to give God the glory in the midst of your circumstance. Hi, this is Pastor Melvin. We hope you've been uplifted by the word today. We hope you were blessed. 
But you know, I want to talk to you about the urgency and the importance of being right with Christ. Romans 10, beginning at verse 8, gives us instruction. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Are you willing to give your heart today? If so, repeat after me. Dear Lord, I admit this day that I am a sinner in need of your forgiveness. Believe that you are the atoning sacrifice for my sins and that you died on the cross to pave the way to eternal life. I ask you, come into my heart and make me whole again through the power of your resurrection that I may be born again and enter into the fellowship of the universal body of Christ. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. Welcome to the family. And stay planted in the Lord. This is very important. So God bless you.